Um, we're just so, so excited to be able to be here today to worship God. And um, I love just that last song, You Are God Alone. And that really is where our confidence comes from. Not from a circumstance, not from a situation, but in who God is. And today, as a community, we worship God for who He is. We thank Him for all He's done. Le damos gracias a Dios que podemos alabar a nuestro Dios por quien Él es. Y le damos gracias por todo lo que Él ha hecho en nuestras vidas. In case we haven't met yet, my, my name's Carlos Coro, and I'm the pastor of Imago Church, the daughter church of Sunrise Community Church. One thing I always want to remind you of Sunrise Community is that your fruit grows on other people's trees. Su fruto va a crecer en otros árboles, tal como en la iglesia Imago. And for that, we thank you. We remember you. We pray for you. And we love you. So please receive that, that greeting and that love on behalf of the Imago community. I'll be sharing some updates as we're hearing the word of God this morning. And um, I will go ahead and share some of that right after we, um, we take time to read God's word this morning. So we're going to continue in our time of worship this morning by opening up the word of God. Vamos a seguir alabando a nuestro Dios uh, por medio de meditar en su palabra. So today's scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 21, verses uh, 6 to 16. And uh, you can go ahead and follow along in your Bibles. Uh, and I will read it aloud, and it should be in the projector screen as well. La escritura de hoy va a ser del libro de Hechos, capítulo 21, versículos 6 al 16, pero yo voy a leer de los versículos en español del 12 al 15, y después del 6 al 16 en inglés, pero pueden seguir en sus Biblias. So I'm going to read for us uh, first in Spanish from verses 12 to 15 and then in English from 6 to 16. But you can go ahead and follow along in your heart language wherever you are, whether you're here in person or online. So let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the Word of God. Vamos a escuchar la Palabra de Dios en esta mañana. Primero en español y después en inglés. First in English. En Spanish, primero en español, uh, Hechos 21, empezando el versículo 12 al 15. Al oír esto, nosotros y los de, de aquel lugar le rogamos a Pablo que no subiera a Jerusalén. ¿Por qué lloran? Me parten el alma, respondió Pablo. Por el nombre del Señor Jesús estoy dispuesto no solo a ser atrado, sino también a morir. En Jerusalén, como no se dejaba convencer, desistimos exclamando que se haga la voluntad del Señor. Después de esto, acabamos los preparativos y subimos a Jerusalén. Acts 21, beginning at verse 16. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Ptolemais, where we were greeted by the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of seven. 
He had four daughters unmarried who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied it his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When, he, when we heard of this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of our Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, he gave up and said, they, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Nason, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Gracious and living Lord, we acknowledge that right now we are in your presence. Dios Santo, reconocemos que esta mañana estamos en tu santa presencia. And Lord, we pray that today you would speak to us. Speak to us in a way that is fresh and new. Háblanos hoy esta mañana, Señor, en una manera que es, que, que es nueva y, y, y que, deleita, que nos deleita, Dios Santo. Lord, we know that some of us here are coming from a place of worry, of concern, of stress. Others are coming overjoyed. But however it is that we find ourselves today, Lord, we know that you never run away from us, but you constantly move toward us. Your arm of faithfulness is not too short to save. Dios Santo, nos encuentras tal como estamos, Señor, y nos llevas donde necesitamos ir. Confiamos en tu fidelidad. We trust in your faithfulness, Lord God. Give light to our souls this morning. Tu palabra tiene el poder para transformarnos, Dios Santo. Pour out on us, Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be open to know your truth and your way, Lord. Teach us what it means to hold on to faith no matter what. Teach us what it means, Lord, to have Christ be the center of all of our decisions. It's in the faithful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Well, in case we haven't met yet, my name's Carlos Coro, as was mentioned earlier. Mi nombre es Carlos Coro, soy el pastor de Iglesia Imago en Baiselia, la Iglesia Hija de uh, Iglesia Amanecer. Um, uh, I have the privilege of uh, being the pastor of Imago Church in Visalia, which is the daughter church of, of uh, Sunrise, and also of uh, being the sent church planter that was shaped, formed, and sent from Sunrise Community for that sake of multiplication. So on behalf of the entire Imago community, Imago means that we're created in the image of God, that our identity is in the image of God and our purpose is in the image of Christ. Imago significa que somos creados en la imagen de Dios con el propósito de ser tal como la imagen de Cristo. And um, on behalf of the Imago Church community, I really want to send you love and greetings from your daughter church. You are loved, you are cared for, you are prayed for. Estamos orando por ustedes y les enviamos um, saludos de parte de la Iglesia de Mago. 
Um, and I also just want to send greetings from my family as well. Um, today we're going to be talking about the theme of faith and multiplication. And in the Coro family, Charlotte would be here with me right now, but we're experiencing multiplication as well. We're actually expecting our third child in just a few weeks. Estamos um, esperando nuestro tercer hijo en, en tres, semana, tres, tres semanas, por eso no está mi esposa aquí con nosotros. But um, I ask that you please be praying for us as we welcome our third child, and we can't wait for, uh, for our family of five to be able to meet the Sunrise community as well in the months to come. So, uh, greetings on behalf of the Imago family and the Coro family as well. Saludos de parte de la Iglesia Imago y también de parte de la familia Coro. The passage that we read this morning from the book of Acts is a part of a larger theme. Hay unas temas claves en el libro de Hechos. Generally speaking, the book of Acts is divided into three parts. Acts 1 to 10 is really focused on carrying on the mission of Jesus. Then Acts 11 to 20 focuses on the call for Christ followers to be local missionaries, meaning that mission begins here and now, right where we are. And then Acts 21 to 28 focuses on the call to multiply to be multipliers of our faith, to pass on our faith through our lives, our words, and our actions. El libro de Hechos nos llama a ser misioneros locales y también uh, nos llama a pasar nuestra fe, a multiplicar nuestra fe por medio de nuestras acciones y vidas. And um, really here at uh, Sunrise Community Church and at Imago, in order to get clarity on where we're going individually as churches, but also as a movement of churches, in order to get clarity on where we're going, it's really important for us to know where we came from. Sunrise Community Church is actually a fruit of multiplication. Many of you know this, or you ought to know this. 24 years ago, there was a call from a group of faithful believers from a TCC, Tulare Community Church, to plant a church like Sunrise here in Tulare. And then years later, Sunrise felt that same call to be able to multiply as well. Sunrise, out of obedience, leaned into the call to multiplication to plant a church. And that's what was given, what gave birth to Imago Church now almost six years ago, four years in worship as, as a church community. And now in order for a multiplication movement to happen and to remain, there are really um, some five key steps. Hay unas claves en, en seguir en, en estos pasos de obediencia a la multiplicación. And the five key steps are this, in order to move forward in a movement of, of multiplication through obedience. First is awareness. We need to become aware that multiplication is something that God loves. But then going beyond just being aware of it, we need to really um, focus. What does this mean? What does this mean for us as a community? How does this shape us into the people that God created us to be? And then three, there's a call to action. Not just to knowledge and information, but to action. And then the key to sustain a movement of multiplication for Sunrise, for Imago, for all that God is doing in and through our churches is really this next step, 
The key is from step three to four, from action to priority. It must become a priority that we are called to be a multiplying community, a multiplying church. And then from priority, there's a call to ownership that I own now this call to multiplication. I own that this is a part of the heart of God, so it's a part of my heart as well. Focus, action, priority, and ownership to the call of multiplication. Together as a community, my prayer is that here at Sunrise and Imago, together we can be other-centered disciples. Other-centered disciples with an eternal mindset, a church driven by multiplication. Mi oración es que podamos ser unas comunidades juntas como nuestras iglesias, iglesias con un enfoque en lo eterno, en el, el reino eterno de Dios para multiplicar. So when we think about multiplication, we need to think about the choices that we make, the priorities that we make and really about the legacy that we want to leave. I think all of us here want to leave a legacy, and a legacy is really a story. So when you think about your own legacy or the legacy of your church community, don't only think about uh, what should we know about or what should we uh, think about or do or have programs of, but think much bigger, think kingdom-minded. What legacy do we want to leave? Which story do we want to tell about this community in years to come? Which story do you want to tell about your own life and your family as well? At Imago and at Sunrise, we are a community, we are communities gathered in worship in order that we may be sent as witnesses to the gospel. Dios nos envía como testigos del evangelio. That is what Jesus does in this passage that we read in the book of Acts through the Apostle Paul. He sends us or missions his followers to pass on the gospel, the good news of God. Friends, brothers, sisters, you and I, we are not the story ourselves. We don't exist just for ourselves or for our own thing or for our own tribe, but we are witnesses of the eternal story of God's salvation for all of humanity in Christ Jesus. That's the legacy that you're invited to. That's the much, much bigger story that we're invited to. Dios nos him. Invita una historia a un llamado más grande que solamente lo mío de mi tribu, pero un llamado eterno a traer el, el evangelio a donde Dios nos lleva. We serve a God who sends. Servimos a un Dios que nos envía. In fact, that's part of the nature of God, to send and to multiply. The Father sent the Son to save us. The Son sent the Spirit to empower us. And the Spirit sends us, you, me, us, God's people, to proclaim and live out the gospel. Dios es un Dios de misión, un Dios que nos envía. Servimos a un Dios que envía, el Padre envió al Hijo para salvarnos, el Hijo envió al Espíritu Santo para capacitarnos y el Espíritu Santo nos, envió, nos envía a nosotros, el pueblo de Dios, a, pro, a proclamar y vivir 
el Evangelio. We serve ascending God. And the good news is we're not sent alone. Jesus will equip us with everything that we need in order to be sent and to multiply. To multiply fruit. Not just to get quick results. Anyone, anything can get quick results. But we're called to multiply eternal fruit. And eternal fruit takes time, takes patience, takes sacrifice, takes attention, takes focus. I love that we have so many members of our amazing ag community here. They can come up here and testify what it takes to bear fruit. It takes all of those things, not just quick results, but eternal fruit. In doing so, when we follow God, even though we don't feel like we're fully equipped, but when we follow God, he will give us everything that we need because remember, God does not call the qualified he qualifies the called and each one of you is called you are called by God step in with faith step in step up and see God do amazing things show up and see God show off see God do extraordinary things with ordinary people Dios cuando honra nuestra fe cuando lo seguimos, Él hace lo extraordinario con gente ordinaria como nosotros. Jesús nos equipará con todo lo que necesitamos para ser enviados. Dios hará lo extraordinario con la gente ordinaria. Wow. God does extraordinary things with ordinary people. With you, with me, with us. God will be faithful in our communities. God will be faithful in our decisions together as, as communities, and God will also be faithful in our individual decisions. In this passage that we read, we read about calling, but we also read about decisions. How do we make decisions? As a community, but also as individuals in our callings with God. Here in this passage, there's all kinds of activity occurring. En este pasaje, es un pasaje de decisiones. Decisiones de comunidad y individuales también. Here, there's all kinds of activity happening in this passage. Paul is trying to discern whether or not to go into Jerusalem. And there are three main cast members or characters in this passage. There's Paul. There's this kind of strange prophet, Agabus. And there are the people around that are all trying to answer the same question. What should we do? What, how can we discern the will of God? What do we do as a community? And Paul's trying to figure out what can I do as an individual? Yet there are three views on the will of God in this situation. Discerniendo la voluntad de Dios es el problema central y la tema central de este pasaje que leímos hoy. So trying to discern God's will. There are three different decisions. Paul wants to go to Jerusalem. Agabus, a prophet who uses dramatic actions to show Paul what will happen if he goes to Jerusalem. And then the people, there's a group of people which in this scenario, at face value, they may seem all very different from each other. The group, the group of people, Agabus, Paul, 
but they are not all that different because they're all trying to do the same thing. They're trying to get clarity on a decision. Who here has ever tried through prayer, through conversation, through your own uh, methods to try to get clarity on a decision? That's what they're trying to do here. They're praying. They're hoping. They're hoping that their decision aligns with God's will and purposes. We see Paul here, who's in the middle of it all, making big decisions that could mean life or death. That could mean continuing to spread the gospel or not here in this scene. This is a a moment of transition. This is a moment of being at a fork in the road. Some of us have experienced those forks in the road in life. Should I go this way? Should I go that way? Lord, would you give me clarity? Pablo debe que hacer una decisión y le está pidiendo a Dios por claridad. Paul is at the closing of one season, of one chapter, and beginning another season, another chapter. Many of us know exactly what that's like. Because life just doesn't stop sometimes. It just keeps going with one thing after another, constantly moving. And it's difficult to come. And and in those moments, there's going to be times And it's not going to be rare. It's probably going to happen more than we would like it to to come to those difficult points of making a hard decision. Paul here is in a decision-making crisis. I think some of us here have experienced that as well. A decision-making crisis. El apóstol Pablo aquí está en una crisis de discernimiento, una crisis de hacer una decisión. Paul is in indecision. When we're in moments of indecision, that can set the tone for disagreement and confusion. That's what we saw here between the people, Paul and Agabus. Agabus and Paul are arguing back and forth. The people around them with, uh, uh, are really trying to, to see all the different points in this conversation. There's a lot of noise and there's a lot of opinions and points of view being expressed There's even a lot of religious language to go along with the points that are being made. And still, at first, there's no clear decision. Some of us have been there before in making decisions for a a community, for a family, for you individually. But what's the truest part of those moments of crisis when we have to make a decision and we don't know what to do? The truest part of a decision-making crisis is it reveals our insecurity. And the truth is we're all insecure. We just hide it in different ways. We express it and navigate it in different ways. But we're all insecure. Insecurity is uncomfortable because insecurity reminds us that we are not in control. La inseguridad nos recuerda que nosotros no estamos en control. So sometimes we want to make quick, hasty, or even foolish decisions or just plain bad decisions in order to not deal with that anymore. But in our seasons of difficult decision making, that's an opportunity for God to do 
something great. To take that weakness, to take that insecurity, and to do something greater. Because in our insecurities or our lack of control, God can use that weakness and turn it into strength. We see that here in this passage. Paul, who in this passage has a crisis with which decision to make. He's wondering what to do. Should I stay or should I go to Jerusalem? Should I stay or should I go? It's like that 70s rock song, right? Should I stay or should I go? Okay, maybe you don't know it. But anyway, that's a part of, um, I, I loved that band, that rock band, The Clash, back in the 70s. Should I stay or should I go? Paul is in the thick of it all. He's wondering on the one hand, should I listen to the prophet Agabus, the so-called expert, or should I listen to the people around me pressuring me in a particular direction? How many of you have experienced a crisis with decision-making in your family, with yourself, with others in relationships? How many of you have been like Agabus trying to influence a decision in one way or another? This is where Paul finds himself. Pablo está en crisis de hacer una decisión grave, una decisión que va a impactar a muchos. That's exactly what we see here in this passage. Paul perhaps feels as if he's being pushed completely, completely up against the wall. Some of us in moments of insecurity and indecision, that's how we feel. Like we're being pushed against the wall, like everything is just, like we're drowning, like everything is just pressuring us all around. He has very little energy left in this crisis. Everyone seems to be an expert on his situation. Everyone has their two cents. Some of you have been there. When you're going through something and only you and God know what that's about, but everyone has an opinion, everyone is an expert on you should do this, you should do that. That's what Paul is experiencing here. Decisions, decisions. Pablo está, uh, está aquí um, en un momento de decisión, de discernimiento. Friends, brothers, sisters, I want you to hear these words. It's only the power of our living Lord Jesus Christ that will go beyond information, that will go beyond inspiration. But the power of our living Lord Jesus Christ is the one who leads us to transformation in our decision-making. So we can't base it just on information like the people, like Agabus had, right? Agabus had a bunch of information to give Paul. We can't just base it on inspiration, on you know, the, the people around them trying to influence things one way or another. But what we're called to is to seek our Lord Jesus Christ in those crises of decision-making. He will take us beyond information, beyond inspiration, and into transformation. When Paul does get clarity on the decision, he takes a moment. He takes a moment and he stops hearing the information that Agabus has or the inspiration that the people have. But when he places Jesus at the center of his decision-making process, that's when Paul gets clarity. So friends, brothers, sisters, that's the invitation for you today 
Place Jesus at the center of your decision-making process. That's where clarity will come. It actually reminds us of this in chapter 21, verse 12. Nos recuerda de esto en uh, el capítulo 21, versículo 12. It says, when we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Wow. That's where clarity comes. En ese punto es donde viene la claridad. Clarity comes when Paul says, you know what? Enough of the information. Enough of the inspirational talk. I will follow Jesus no matter what. I will hold on to faith no matter what. La decisión de Pablo es seguir, es seguir a Cristo. No importa lo que pase, pase lo que pase, lo seguiré. La decisión que impacta todas las decisiones de nuestra vida en quien estamos confiando. Vamos a seguir a Cristo, pase lo que pase. Esa es la invitación esta mañana. What if the major decision that we need to make today, either as a community, or you as an individual, or on behalf of the family, what if that decision is impacted by another greater decision? Today, we get to make that greater decision, like Paul did here in this passage. Today, you and I can choose what Paul did. We can choose to say and to live out that today, I will follow Jesus no matter what. I will hold on to a no matter what kind of faith. As Paul says, I am willing to die for the Lord Jesus. As it says in the book of Job, though he slay me, I will follow no matter what. What if that's the decision that informs all other decisions in our lives? ¿Qué tal si esa es la decisión que informa e impacta todas las decisiones de nuestra vida? ¿Vamos a confiar en Cristo, pase lo que pase, o no? That's the invitation today. A no matter what kind of faith. No matter if things don't go my way, I will follow. No matter what people say, I will follow. No matter what that internal voice, that internal critic that holds me back, I will follow. No matter what Satan, the accuser, tries to convince me of, I will follow him. No matter what the past may have been, no matter what the future may hold, I will follow him no matter what. Lo seguiré, pase lo que pase. Esa es la invitación de nuestro Dios vivo esta mañana. As Paul says here, he describes no matter what faith with this statement, I am willing to die for the Lord Jesus. Estoy dispuesto a seguir a nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Estoy dispuesto a morir por nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Pase lo que pase. Friends, brothers, sisters, this is the decision that informs all other decisions. We gain life 
when we give it away. We gain strength when we surrender. For you today, what do you need to surrender? Is it your time? Is it your finances? Because this truth applies there true. This truth applies there too. We experience abundance in financial stewardship when we're generous. We gain energy when we're generous in our time with others. We gain wisdom and clarity when we let go of control and when we trust in Jesus no matter what. We grow and we mature when we multiply, when we stop just thinking about me and mine and maintaining my own thing, but instead when we look outward and when we multiply, when we become a kingdom-minded church. The living Lord Jesus is the one who meets us here and now, and he's committed to you and me. He's committed to real people like you and me. The will of God is aligned with the heart of God, and the heart of God is committed to real people like you and me, people created in his image with the power to choose, with the power to decide. God is not just committed to some blueprint, but God is committed to you and to me, to his people. God will be faithful to you even in your moments of insecurity, even in your moments of indecisiveness. Jesus will be faithful. Paul multiplied his faith. He passed it on and he influenced others through his decision to hold on to faith no matter what, to follow Jesus no matter what. Nosotros, tal como el apóstol Pablo, podemos multiplicar nuestra fe cuando elegimos seguir a Jesucristo, pase lo que pase. Sunrise, you will multiply your faith when you choose to follow Jesus in this way. When you choose to make sending capacity of your church the metric of success instead of just seeding capacity. And that's what you've done over the years. And this is an invitation to do that continuously into the years to come. Because here's the truth. What legacy do you want to leave? What story do you want to tell? Do you want to tell the legacy or story that most churches in America do, right? Any basic church has the three B's, which are what? The butts in the seats, the building, and working toward a budget. And that's what church is, right? For so many, God's inviting us to something so much bigger to multiply for kingdom purposes, to bear eternal fruit, to live out a no matter what kind of faith, to not just conform to the three B's, but to be a multiplying church that gathers in order to be built up and to be sent out and to multiply. So in this season of, su of sunrise and of Imago, I'll be straightforward with you. This season, in some ways for Imago, is a season of replanting. And it's just like for all churches, these past couple of years were extremely difficult, but you could imagine 
how much more difficult for a young, fledgling church. And the truth is we need us all. We need our parent church to continue to partner with us in this effort. So my prayer is that you would please pray and consider how God may build you up and send you out. Many of our brothers and sisters here at Sunrise that were part of the original sending team sent out a few years ago, they are now leading at another level, discipling others that are coming to faith. Friend, brother, sister, is God calling you to step in and step up to that next season of your journey with God, to that next season of ministry? Please commit to praying over that. Pray and surrender, surrender that to the Lord. Trust his calling. Will we decide to follow our Lord Jesus into the call of multiplication no matter what? No matter if we feel like we're not fully equipped or ready or trained. Remember the call of God doesn't always follow the familiar pattern of ready, set, go but it actually follows the pattern of go, set, ready, trust. He will make the way. He will clear the path. Each one of us here has made decisions that have influenced us and have influenced others. And here we see in this passage how Paul finally made his decision, how the people, how they all came together in a decision. In 21 verse 14 it says this, Versículo 14 nos dice esto. When he would not be dissuaded, he, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. This is the posture, this is the attitude of faith. The Lord's will be done. Not asking, Lord, if you can, but saying, Lord, if you will. The people here are practicing and living out real faith. That's what real faith says. If you will, God. Because I know that you can, but not my will, but your will be done. That's my prayer for you, Sunrise. That's my prayer for Imago in this season. May we yield and say, Lord, your will, not ours, be done. The work of God is to believe in the one who he sent. That's what it says in the book of John 6.29. It says that. The work of God is to believe in the one he sent. Nos dice en el, el libro de Juan, capítulo 6, versículo 29, esta es la obra de Dios que crean en aquel a quien él envió. To believe in the one that he sent. To believe in God, to trust in the will of God. To trust that when we put Christ at the center of everything that we do, and when we make Christ the center point of our decisions, we will see God at work and bring it all together because that's the will of God to trust in him no matter what, to have him as the center of our lives. And there's different illustrations we can think of this, but the truth is this. God is committed to you as his child and to simply to be with you in the ups and the downs and in and the decisions of this life. The Father 
being with us, being uh, is that's the will of the Father. Life with God at the center. That is the will of God in your life. Ese es el, 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 um, la decisión de Dios en nuestra vida, es que Él sea el centro de nuestra vida. Es la voluntad de Dios en nuestra vida. So friend, brother, sister, whatever decision you feel you're going through, personally, in your family, on behalf of a community, the invitation today is to rest in the Lord. Don't fret, don't be anxious about that decision because God's will is to be with you and that you would have him at the center of your decisions. He is committed to you. The first choice that we all have to make is that choice that we just read about here in the Gospel of John, to believe in the one who God sent. All of our choices about God are actually a response to God's decisions about us. God has made a decision about us, about his people, about his church, about his family. And we read about that decision in Jeremiah 7.23, and we'll be concluding with this. 7.20, Jeremiah 7.23, if we can put it up there. Uh, Jeremías 7.23 nos dice la decisión de Dios por medio de nosotros. It's a, I'll read it first in Spanish and then in English. Jeremías 7.23, lo que sí les ordené fue lo siguiente. Obedezcanme. Así yo seré su Dios y ustedes serán mi pueblo. I will be your God and you will be my people. It says here in, Jer in Jeremiah 7.23, But I gave them this command, Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you, that it may go well with you. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Las buenas nuevas del Evangelio anuncian que nuestro Dios ha, deci ha decidido esto. Yo seré su Dios y ellos serán mi pueblo. Según las palabras del profeta Jeremías en este pasaje. The good news of the gospel is this, that our hope is built not in our indecision, but in God's decision. And God has decided, I will be your God, and you will be my people. Él es nuestro Dios, y Él está comprometido con nosotros. Él es tu Dios y Él está comprometido contigo. He is our God. He's committed to us. He is your God. He's committed to you. Even in moments or seasons of indecisiveness, He will forever be faithful. Amen. So together, may we follow God into this call of multiplication. May we trust in Jesus no matter what. Let's pray. Lord, great is your faithfulness.
Qué grande es tu fidelidad, Dios Santo. It's unlike anything that we've seen or experienced. Pour out on us, Lord, your living water. Send us out as your people. Envíanos, Dios Santo, envíame a mí, envíanos a nosotros como un pueblo. Send us out, Lord, as we go out to love and to serve and to multiply our faith, God. Give us courage, give us boldness. And Lord God, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to trust you, to say yes to you against all odds, to believe in you, to take steps of faith toward you, no matter what. Pase lo que pase, confiamos en ti, Dios Santo. In all seasons, in all circumstances, Lord, we declare our full surrender, our full trust in you, Jesus. No matter what, no matter what may come or go, we trust you. May your will, not ours, be done. Align our minds, align our hearts with your perfect will, Lord, in this week as we go out to pass on and multiply our faith, God. Be with sunrise as they continue, as this beautiful community continues to seek you in this call to mission, other-centered, kingdom-minded mission. And be with Imago, Lord, as we partner and collaborate in this kingdom venture, Lord, to see people transformed into the image of Christ through their lives, words, and actions. We love you, Lord. Receive this song of worship as a sweet aroma, as a sign of our surrender today. In Jesus' name, amen.